Welcome to Weekly Wisdom. This podcast is all about exploring wisdom in philosophy, comedy, religion, science, pop culture, everyday life, and today, sports. Ted Williams is known as one of the best baseball players of all time. He played for almost 20 years as a member of the Boston Red Sox. In the 1940s, Williams was the most famous baseball player in the country, hitting over 400. A controversy began, however, when Williams sought a deferment from World War II. He didn't think the war would last that long and would much rather have played baseball. When the papers got a hold of the fact that Williams was seeking the deferment, they pounced. Negative press and letters poured onto Williams. It is always amazing to me that for so many of us who fear criticism of any kind that we don't often hesitate to heap it upon others. Williams was not one of those celebrities who took criticism well. When the season started in Boston, Williams got up to bat for the first time at home to a hostile crowd. It's one thing to get booed on the road. Many athletes feed on that. But every athlete knows that to get jeered on your own home field is the lowest of the low. What did Williams do on his first at bat? He hit a home run. The boos quickly turned into cheers. Oh, how quickly the villain becomes the hero. After the game, Williams was interviewed by a reporter. The reporter asked Ted how it felt to hear all those cheers after all that negative press, to have 100% of the fans cheer him. Williams responded that it was actually only about 98%. There were two kids in the left field stands and a guy out in right. I could hear them, he said. What a thing to notice. Williams was that kind of character. Sensitive, combative, unique. Williams would eventually serve his country with distinction, and the controversy went away. But I think there's quite a bit of wisdom for us in this story. How do you react to the fans in your home stadium? I know, you probably aren't a professional athlete, but almost all of us have a crowd. It's made up of people who watch our work or our behavior and how much of our potential we realize. When it comes to your crowd, what do you respond most to? The encouragement? the roar of the crowd, or the jeers. It's a more challenging life when the voice of the few people who boo and heckle you cry over the cheers. One of my favorite Bob Dylan lyrics is actually one I misheard. That's how great Dylan is. The line is from a song called Sweetheart Like You that says, Steal a little and they'll throw you in jail. Steal a lot and they'll make you king. I thought the lyric was, Scream a little and they'll throw you in jail. Scream a lot and they'll make you king. To me, that resonated as a good warning to not let the loudest voice always be elevated to be the most important. It's not that we shouldn't consider a negative accusation or listen to someone when they're upset or receive feedback once in a while, but if nine people approve of you and one doesn't, you shouldn't discount the opinions of the other nine. Don't let the critics run your life. Don't live your life in their eyes. Think to yourself, who sees me for who I really am and who I really can be? And live in those eyes. No, I don't mean find the person who has the most blown out of proportion vision of you, but trust fully in those who see you for your best and not for your worst. Life is kind of like a customer service job. Unfortunately, we don't live in a culture where one is more apt to call a company to tell them how great they are or how much you enjoyed your experience of them. What is more apt to take place is calls with complaints or offense. As a customer service representative for ourselves, we have to remember to listen and consider criticism without allowing ourselves to drown in it. In my speaking career, I'm ashamed to admit sometimes how one bit of bad feedback about my content or my dress or my style could send me into a depression for days. The real unfortunate thing about that is how I could let that one critical voice drown out so many positive voices. 
If you are really concerned about yourself and your behavior, ask for feedback from people you know first to respect you and two will tell you the truth. If someone offers you negative feedback who doesn't seem to respect you, ignore them. Let their criticism be about them, not you. It's true that some people come with a mind to judge and not to listen. Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, of all people, tells the story of one day going to a church and listening to the sermon and hating it. Rogers was comparing the pastor's message with his own message and felt far superior. When the sermon was over, a woman next to Rogers looked at him and said, He said just what I needed to hear. She was delighted and glowing. It was a reminder to Rogers that his criticism came before the sermon and not just during. The woman was more pure because she came to the service with a receptive heart. The psychologist Viktor Frankl tells a church story with a role reversal. He was walking the streets of Vienna one day with his wife and heard beautiful church bells and decided to enter. A sermon was going on where the minister was complaining about the Vienna psychologist. He pulled out one of Frankl's books and started criticizing it. Frankl took the critique in stride and said he would always recall the minister's face when he introduced himself at the end of the service. This story helped me define one of my rules for living. Speak about everyone as if they're in the room. There's nothing wrong with being a critic or being critiqued. I've learned some people are really good at it. And at a deeper level, for some people that is one of the only ways they know to be loving and supportive. They simply don't know how to do it positively. What's wrong is when a critique starts with judgment first. What's wrong is when the critique is based in a lack of respect or someone's own bullshit and not from a place of respect or faith in you. Take a look at who you allow to draw the most attention in your life. Are you sure that's who the most important people in your life are? It may be time to focus on some different voices in the stands. And take some time to consider your own inner audience, the critics and encouragers in you. Whose voices are dominating? It may be time to shut down the noise of past aggressors and allow to rise a choir of greater belief in yourself. For me, the best fans are those who see me for my own potential and who I want to be and hold me to that. They don't let me slip. These fans go best when I also have good friends, people who love me no matter what and don't hesitate to hold me to earth when I get caught up in the fragrance of my own fancy. If you can have fans and friends, you don't need anybody else. Let the critics show themselves out and if they choose to stick around, only heed them if you've exhausted all the feedback from those who adore you or at least happy to put up with you. You can't control who comes to watch you play, but you can always remember who and what you play for.